Hi guys and welcome to episode 2 of the Empower Your Mind podcast. Thank you for joining me here and I'm very, very grateful to have you lend your ears and I really hope this episode helps you in some sort of way. So when I first came up with the idea for launching this podcast, I knew I wanted it to be authentic, raw, real, sort of rough around the edges. I definitely didn't want it to be pristinely edited or polished because as an unfiltered view of my own perspectives and thoughts, that just wouldn't have worked. So throughout this podcast, you maybe will hear some bloopers or mistakes or background noises, which will probably be my dogs (laughs) running about or barking. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but if that comes up, then you'll know why it's still there. Um, So I think especially in the time we're in just now with social media and stuff, um, there are so many instances where people will only post the filtered, inverted commas, good versions of what's going on in their life. And I guess this serves the viewers, us, who are scrolling through Instagram or social media outlets, whatever they may be, to view that and then kind of compare ourselves to this perfect lifestyle where it's not actually realistic and it's not actually the case. So we then begin having higher expectations than what is actually realistic, I guess. And we then place unrealistic expectations on ourselves. So... It just kind of goes round in a sort of loop, I guess. It goes round in a vicious circle. And all the meanwhile, it's kind of an an illusion because it's not realistic at all. So before I begin this week's episode, I just want you to have a small reflection back on 2020. And how did that kind of go for you? Now, I can almost guess (laughs) the general consensus of that answer. Because I know for me, it was pretty damn shit. Um, there were times that were really good and really valuable, but there were other times that were just like, I I just don't want a repeat of it. So (laughs) I'm pretty certain that there's quite a lot of you out there that has the same sort of view on 2020 and maybe things happen for you that you're grateful for and, and, you know, you had more time to yourself and you had more time to begin doing the the hobby that you wanted to do or just spent a lot more time for yourself um or maybe you know it was really difficult for you guys that were put on furlough or you lost jobs and and I'm sorry to hear that if you did it's you know it's never easy um and I'm not gonna sit here and say you know do the typical cheesy everything happens for a reason but I do believe that the universe will make things happen for you and not against you so yeah, you know, something like that might have happened, like a catastrophic event, um, something that really had a negative effect on your life. But I guess the way I like to view things and, and kind of see things from my perspective is that you can either see it as a catastrophic event or you can see it as something that's paving way for, you know, something better to come in and something more meaningful, maybe something with more purpose for you. So maybe if you were working an office job and you absolutely hated it or you just really were looking for something that was a lot more fulfilling or whatever you know now that you've not got that job and you've been given this time maybe it's time to start looking for that thing that gives you your purpose maybe it's time to start looking for that thing that really invigorates you and and really gives you that sense of meaning throughout your day instead of just working a mundane job so 
I want you to have a little reflection on that just before I start this week's episode. Um, I was debating on a few different topics for this week because I was I put myself under this all pressure of what's going to be the first episode, well the second episode, but the first topic after the introduction from last week. And the one thing I just thought was most relevant just now, I guess, was a spring clean, <laughs> but more of a mental and physical one. So instead of you know just cleaning our houses out and having this like physical clean out, I think. It's important to also have a clean out for our our mind and our our physical body as well. So it's not doing that whole thing when we go into a new year and being like, new year, new me, let's introduce new things and and do everything great and start from scratch. In a a sense it is. It's, It's essentially, the way that I like to look at things is coming into a new year, you know, we all kind of maybe have goals or objectives or... Um, you know, things that we want to set for ourselves, intentions or resolutions or whatever it, whatever you kind of call them. We always seem to do that when we come into a new year. And I think what kind of tends to happen is we get to like March or April, like round about this time, or even halfway through the year. And before we know it, people ask you what your resolutions were and you're like, yeah, don't even know. Um... So I guess an effective way and in a way that I want to share with you guys that I've always found is pretty useful um, and pretty effective is to have quarterly goals. So it's not just starting out the year being like, I want to achieve this this year. Um, it's actually looking at it quarterly. So it's like, you know, first quarter, January to March, you're looking at what do I want to achieve in these three months and then further break it down into what do I actually want to achieve in January, February, March. Um, Some people work really well with timescales and deadlines. I myself being one of those people, however, there are people who don't find that as effective. And I think you'll know in your own way which works for you or for that's for you to figure out, that's not for me to tell you. But I do find it sometimes works when you just kind of give yourself that little bit more of a specific goal. Because if you say, I want to achieve this in this year, before you know it, it's going to be November and you're going to be like, yeah, I've not really done it at all yet. And I've got one month and then say it's a, I don't know, a course you're doing online or you want to learn to play an instrument or you want to start a podcast, then it's way too late and you're, you're putting all that pressure on yourself. So I think if you stick to January, February, March, first quarter, figure out what you want to do. So we've just passed that point. I think for me, I wanted to, and this is just an example of how it works so so well, I think for me personally, was in January, I wanted to release the podcast and I didn't do it. I kind of sat on it. Um, so... I think when it got to like the end of March, I was like, shit, I'm near the I'm near the end of the first quarter. I have to I have to get that done. Um so I really pushed myself just to kind of get on top of everything and be like, right, okay, clear it, boom, we're into the next quarter. So you're April, May, June. Then you set your goals for that quarter, but then you also break them down for what you want to do each month, or you might break them down for what you want to do each fortnight or each week. It depends what works for you and how you know those goals could be anything so it just depends what works for those but I guess it's it is kind of a it's a spring clean for your mental 
for your mental and physical health and I think breaking it down quarterly and having this kind of spring clean just after the first quarter before the second is a really really good way to just set you up I guess for the rest of the year or the the rest of the next quarter so I've got 10 kind of things that I wanted to bring in 10 points that I kind of wanted to bring in that works for me when kind of doing this mental spring clean if you like and I always try and do these you know if it's if I look back and I reflect on the last three months I look back and I think okay have I done these what's working for me what should I take into the next quarter and if I haven't been doing these why have I not been doing them and how can I make myself kind of give myself the motivation to to ensure that I do these and bring these habits into the next quarter so that you're not then looking back and saying like for instance if you look back at 2020 and just going back to the start of the podcast when I said you know what was your reflection on 2020? You might think, I spent the whole year, it was a waste of a year and I didn't do anything I wanted to do. If you do things quarterly, at least then you're only wasting a quarter of the year (laughs) if you forget to do something or you you don't get around to doing something. And then you can kind of, you know, pick it up from from there almost. Um, So the kind of seven things that I... It's 10 things, sorry, that I actually find really useful. And I always try and bring into a kind of new quarter is to change your perspective is number one. Um, so this is probably the most important one for me being... In the past, I was kind of a little bit of a perfectionist and I guess I probably would say I, I am... I'm not even going to say probably. I am a bloody perfectionist and it's, it's definitely something that I'm just really trying to grow out of and really trying to accept. It's not normal to want everything to be perfect. Now, this was a concept that I found really hard to kind of grasp because I would always think, you know, if everything's perfect, then nothing's wrong and everything's right and that's it. There's nothing that can be judged or nothing that can be picked out, you know? But I think trying to be perfect all of the time is a trauma response because in the past you've been made to feel if you do something wrong, that's not okay. It's not okay to make a mistake. So moving forward, you always try and make sure everything's perfect. So for this, I think it's accepting, it's changing your perspective is number one. So it's accepting that you're not perfect and neither is the world around you. You know, we're going to have expectations that don't work out. We're going to have plans that don't work out. And instead of thinking of them as kind of failures, if we think of them as lessons or opportunities to really change the way that we see things or just change your strategies, you know, pivot, change the way that we wanted to do that plan. Don't give up on it. Just find another way. Um, instead of what focusing on and sorry instead of focusing on the issues that you made look to your kind of moments of where you progressed and where was happy for you which kind of things were the ones that you enjoyed doing and what would you do differently you know um and also just again just recognizing that if something doesn't work out the way you wanted to in that quarter then it's not a failure just find another way and just change it up So the second one is to get rid of those negative thoughts. (laughs) Um, Chances are you have enough on your mind that you want to conquer in the next three months, in the next quarter, 
you have so much to think about, whether emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, whether you're figuring out what you're going to do when COVID kind of, or lockdown lifts, you know, thinking of all the things that you want to do then. The last thing you want to do is have your mind filled up with negative thoughts. Now, the chances are we've all got some sort of negative thoughts in our heads just now because the way that 2020 went, we were not used to for so long. We were so occupied with being busy humans, running about in our day jobs, getting everything done, never just kind of stopping and having that time to just be present and really kind of reflect on our emotions, what was going on in our mind. And I think that's why it's affected us all so much because we've just been stuck in four walls. We have literally not seen the people that we always see. And it's forced us into this little hermit mode where we've had to face the things that we previously may have been running away from without noticing it. So things like escapism, so working longer hours because you've got stuff at home going on that you don't want to face, or, you know, seeing, spending time with friends because some more time with your friends than your partner because something's going on with your partner, or, you know, kind of just not even realise something was going wrong or, or going on, and then during lockdown you've had the time to reflect on it, so that's kind of taken you back to being like oh god something's wrong here okay we need to fix this and with negative thoughts bouncing around which they probably will be like I say after all this time I know for me there's been a lot of stuff that I've kind of pushed kind of pushed those thoughts down I've kind of like suppressed them and through lockdown it's definitely surfaced and I've had no choice but to deal with them um and it's, it can be scary. It can be really scary if you've got negative thoughts that you don't want to deal with. Whether that's about your kind of, that's negative self-talk to do with like your body or something you want to change about yourself or it's kind of thoughts about your relationship or a job or whatever that might be. But it's so important to process these thoughts because when we, put, it's like emotions, when we push them down, we suppress them there's always going to be emotional triggers or physical triggers that's going to bring them back up again. It's like, you know, it's like a bouncy ball. If you throw it down, it's going to jump back up at you and it's probably going to hit you in the face. And that's kind of like, you know, what this is. It's So with negative thoughts, it's all about processing these and just allowing them to, to come and go. I think meditation can help with this a lot and mindfulness. And it's to sit with those thoughts because the second we push them away, they're always going to come back. They might go away for a little while, but they'll always come back. If you consciously figure out those thoughts and then refocus yourself on something positive and you just allow that space for those negative thoughts to come and go, then you're going to almost naturally and organically be able to just say, okay, well, I've kind of like dealt with them now, so I can now take the space back in my mind and I can actually fill that with positive ones or have some free space to pick up some new perspectives over the next couple of months or, you know, kind of recheck where I'm at over the next quarter. So the the third one is to actually pick up a new hobby or just do something that you really enjoy doing. Whether that's a creative thing that you used to do as a kid, what it could be painting, it could be surfing, it could be cycling your bike, it doesn't matter. I think especially now that we are going into this next quarter, 
and lockdown restrictions are easing a lot more, if we actually give ourselves something to look forward to as well and something exciting, you know, something that we find really interesting, whether it is something physical or just whether you're a gamer and you want to get back into that, I don't know, um, walking the dogs in different places, like going hill walking. I think for me, that's been one thing that's been a bit of a saviour through lockdown is actually just finding, and it's it sounds so cheesy, but it's actually quite exciting, just finding somewhere that looks amazing, finding somewhere in nature. For me, it's always kind of somewhere in nature that just is my go-to finding somewhere that's just really interesting and really nice looking, really calming, out in nature. What I do on a Saturday or a Sunday morning is kind of just pack a bag, get like a meal deal for lunch, take some snacks, um, I'll take my, my stuff for my dog, so like some food and water and stuff, and we'll literally just get the tunes on the, in the car, make a little coffee um, in my thermal cup, and literally just drive to a new place each weekend and because it's something completely new and it's something that is just something that I love doing it always makes the weekend that bit better and especially coming out of lockdown now where we're allowed to go to to different places and more places so that's definitely going to be one thing that I I'm going to keep up but and and one thing that I would always say is good you know it's never too late to start a new hobby it's never too late to try something new that you want to try. I've been speaking to quite a lot of people recently and they've all said they've kind of started something like wild swimming or skating or rollerblading and like it's it's all things that we never ever would have thought of probably like pre-lockdown we would not have even thought of doing um and now we're kind of like yeah you know what it's time to get back to the things that we enjoy doing as kids it's time to stop being so worried about what anyone thinks like go and do the things that you love doing do the things that brings your inner child out and allow yourself that time to to do that because if anything through lockdown it's taught us we don't need to be rushing around every minute of every day we have so much time and we are still able to do the things that we need to do but we can be a human doing instead of a human being (laughs) you know um sorry a human (laughs) a human being instead of a human doing so we actually are being present in the moment and not just doing everything list after list exhaustively ticking everything off the list and making sure we get everything done stressfully and not fitting in any time for the things that we actually enjoy doing in life um i think so the next one that i've kind of I all uh, I always kind of love is and I think it's been a big game changer big game changer especially when I've been in times when I've really been struggling I would say is to write down gratitudes 100% write down gratitudes now this can sometimes be a little bit of an airy fairy thing um to to the people that I've had conversations with about the clients that I've had conversations with They've kind of said, yeah, but what do you actually write? Like, I am grateful for. And I think it's sometimes difficult because the cliche answer to write down is like, I am grateful for your family, friends, health, wealth, whatever it might be for you. But I think when you actually sit and 
consider everything for which you are grateful but you do it in a different number of ways so you can either make a daily list or you can set some time to do an activity that you're grateful for for instance if you're grateful for your health then exercise your health if you're grateful for your family exercise time with your family you take a few moments every day and mentally check off your blessings what you're grateful for what you have and when you find yourself looking at what you don't have or having the attitude of lack um which I found myself in a lot I guess thinking you know I've lost this person in my life or I've lost this relationship or this is not how I my life is anymore and I'm I'm missing that person or I'm missing that part of my life I think I always I always make that switch now consciously to just say you know I might not have that thing anymore I might not have that person I might not have that house or that opportunity but what I do have is what I have right here and right now and I have built this for myself and I am not going to let it go to waste um when I have gratitude for what I have right now no matter how small that thing is or how insignificant that thing is when you really get into the mindset of being grateful and making gratitude a priority for yourself it is a game changer, it changes everything and it just gives you so much more appreciation. It's not going to give you the things that you ultimately want, like far in the future. It's not just going to magically make you okay with not having them. What it does do is it just changes your kind of appreciation levels and just makes you really kind of think, okay, maybe I don't need to be needing that right now, you know? The lack that you feel when you don't have gratitude and you have all of this like want for you know all of the things in the future is more of a suffering than not having those things if that makes sense so if you actually do stay grateful you 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 put yourself in a mindset of appreciation and I think it just does it it totally just gives you a different perspective so I definitely say that's a that's a main one be grateful again for the things that maybe haven't worked out but be grateful for the things that have or the things that you do have anyway one big one is and this is the next one so it's to heal past trauma now we get shit thrown at us every single day every week every month now everyone's experiences are different everyone's pasts are different negative things that affect some people might not affect others okay so all this means is that your trauma and your experiences are your own so you need to deal with them in your own way and you need to heal your own past by yourself this is not anyone else's responsibility and I think this was the hardest thing for me to accept when I was kind of looking into my own healing journey and things like that was I think I found so much blame in everyone else for my own actions because I thought, well, they did this, so I reacted this way, or they didn't treat me that way, so I did this to them. And the hardest pill to swallow was accountability and learning how to recognise where your trauma comes from, where you have to then do the work to heal so we can't control the things that happen to us but what we can control is the way that we actually react to it and I think after a certain point especially with being conditioned in our lives and a programming that we've had up until this point in our lives 
the only thing that we can't control what's happened to us in the past and we can't control how other people have kind of you know treated us but what we can control is how we then react and how we control our our triggers I guess um how we control our emotions moving forward so if someone's really upset us with something or something's really affected us you know if we don't heal that we're gonna end up taking that out on something else and there's a there's a quote that I always live by (laughs) my clients will be laughing if they're listening to this because I use this all the time but it's just such a simple quote that explains it so well and that's that hurt people hurt people you know if we've been hurt by someone and we don't heal that trauma we're going to pass that on to someone else if we don't consciously decide we want to really dig into the roots and dig out those weeds of trauma and replant it with something more positive then the likelihood is whether we like it or not we're probably going to end up letting it affect someone else so especially this is something that's good to do quarterly and not after a year because if you can imagine all the situations that may happen to us in the year from different people in different situations we get to the end of the year and then we're like oh no we've got all this shit to sort out (laughs) whereas if we do it in three months it's doing the small incremental daily habits or weekly or monthly or quarterly habits that really make the most difference when we're consistent with the smaller habits and we break it down a little bit then we're actually able to sort them and move forward with it so you know if you haven't already (laughs) now's the time to start facing those fears and really digging into the things that have bothered you and, and affected you up until this point it's never too late to dig into these and it's not always easy it's not a pretty journey of personal development and self-improvement but don't be afraid to reach out to people who you know can help you who can offer you that space to help you through it because I know certainly if I didn't have the advice and guidance of my friends and family and the coaches that I've worked with and the counsellor that I've seen I wouldn't have been able to move past the things that I my, my own personal traumas from the past and I would hate to think how certain situations would have went had I not gained that awareness and that conscious kind of awareness of my own triggers, my own reactions. Certain situations which could have became catastrophic were then not even anything. It was just very much me thinking and saying, okay, that's a trigger for me. I'm not going to react to that. Um, You know, where I would have maybe used my own escapism to go and ignore some of those problems I then say okay I've just been emotionally triggered by that what do I need to do I need to go and do something that's positively going to affect my mood so that I don't then turn to the negative side of things that I would in the past when I hadn't really dealt with this trauma so that's a big 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 one um on the back of that I think there's two there's there's kind of building positive relationships um now that's with the people that maybe if you said at the start of the year you were wanting to stay in touch with um, and you haven't maybe done that, now's maybe the time to reach out to those friends or that family and just kind of figure out which relationships you want to invest your time into. Who is it that you want to prioritise? Who is it that you want to dedicate your time to? 
where do your positive friendships lie? Who are the people that show you support? Um, but also remember to give your time to the healthiest relationships. Don't waste your energy or time on toxic relationships, okay? If you see any red flags or you recognise kind of toxic behaviour, now's the time to reassess and think, maybe I'm not going to give as much effort to that or maybe I've given effort to that in the last three months and that person hasn't given effort to me. I know there's three three people in the last kind of... Um, the last three months where I've just really just decided I'm like okay no I'm it's not it's not anything kind of you know there's no hate there there's no bad feeling there it's just simply I know where my value and my worth and my time goes to and who I want to invest that time and worth and value into into their lives and if I'm if that's not reciprocated then I'll just say okay yeah I'll do this whole thing when it gets to the end of the court and I'll be like yeah okay but I'll just see that for what it is and then you just decide that you're not going to waste any more energy so again like I say you don't get to the end of the year and think I've wasted that whole year being nice to that person and giving all this time and energy into that person and then they've just given you nothing back and you've just wasted a whole year of that energy so you can cut it down into like quarterly (laughs) um, assessments if you like instead of actually wasting the whole year so the last kind of four things and these are all super important tackle the projects that you've been putting off now i did say at the start the kind of you know um really kind of figuring out what it is that you still need to do so make like a mental list of everything that you need to tackle write down all of the things that you've been putting off whether that's in your house whether that's going to the doctor for your health whether that's making the appointments that you need to make to get everything into hand whether it's for your health or your finances you know making up that exercise plan that you said you were going to start at the start of the year but you still haven't done it um the gyms are opening again maybe you want to get back to the gym maybe you want to be able to start eating healthy or do vegan or vegetarian or pescatarian i don't know like some sort of specific diet or whatever if there's something that you did not start at the start of the year and you wanted to now's your time to do it because we're going into the second quarter and that's the perfect time for you to say okay right let's do this and I always find people are more motivated how many times like at the start of kind of a start of a quarter the start of something I mean if you look at the start of the year when we come into new year you know people have resolutions because it's almost like a fresh start or the start of the month, or the, the biggest one being, oh, I'll start on Monday. <laughs> I actually am one of those people. If I'm starting something, it has to be on a Monday, and I'm not really sure why. Um, there's always just been a belief there that, you know, Monday's the start of the week, so that's the best time to do it. But yeah, make sure that you kind of use this as an, it's a fresh start, so, so do the things that you have been putting off. Tackle the things that you want to get started. Now, the third last one is drama. Now, this goes away with the negative thoughts as well. I think, again, with it being a fresh start, it's a perfect time to let go of past drama. Now, I feel like a bit of a hypocrite saying this because there's certain things that I still need to let go of from my past. And I've been going on my healing journey. I've been going into my meditations, into my mindfulness. I think a lot of it for me is just personal stuff. I 
need to let go. So I am going to make a vow right now. (laughs) As with you guys, if you are, you know, listening to this and you're thinking, right, there is something that I really need to let go of. You hate the way it makes you feel. You feel like it sticks to you. It's, It's so tempted to hang on to it because we as humans, especially women, are built and wired for drama but that is low energy it's low frequency and as tempting as it can be we do not want to hold on to things that are going to weigh us down okay your mind will be a much more positive space and your mindset will be able to be stronger it will be in a growth you'll be in a growth mindset not a fixed mindset and just thinking the same thoughts constantly it's time to break the cycle it's time to say thanks to the opportunities you have this coming year you want to feel less stress, less anxiety. Maybe it's a situation you need to let go of. Maybe it's someone that you need to forget about. Maybe it's someone that you need to get over, okay? And when you just make the decision and you have to stick to it, just let it go. And it literally is that easy. But what where the real work comes in is you have to then say when that thought pops into your head again, when you want to check that person's Instagram or you want to have a conversation with that person or you want to have a gossip with a friend about a certain situation that happened, you have to be consciously aware and say to yourself, no, you have to shut it down because then and only then will your brain actually recognise through those consistent efforts to block out that thought in that kind of drama that you want to get rid of, block it out consistently and make the decision for yourself that you don't want to hold on to that anymore. And even after five or six times, a couple of weeks, you're going to find if you keep consistently doing this, your brain is going to work in a way that it's going to really just rewire the way that you see that and the way that you think of it. Eventually, you're going to find that you will no longer have these continuous drama thoughts or whatever that might be whoever it is because our brains have a way of rewiring so it's neuroplasticity it's it's basically rewiring the way that we think about something and that only comes with repetition and consistency so the last two things is to drop bad habits (laughs) this is the second last thing so pick an area in your life that has the biggest impact on your mental health. Now I spoke at the start of the podcast about social media and the way that scrolling through can really have a negative effect on when we kind of compare and comparison kills contentment and it's always one thing I've said. Pick an area that really does have an impact on your mental health, a negative mental, like a negative impact on your mental health, sorry. Um, now this might this might even be social media. It might just be wanting to come off of Facebook for two days a week or come off of Instagram for three days or only go on two days a week, you know? It's about dropping the habit and replacing it with a healthier option. So instead of, you know, kind of having a cheat day, maybe just have, I don't know, maybe like, for instance, in terms of diet, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, but in terms of diet, instead of having like a cheat day, why do you not just not have like super super healthy food but just maybe have like one thing that you really love and that there's no limitations on um and instead of lazy sundays if you've had a whole week where you know you just 
have not been able to get much done, but you're like, oh, well, it's Sunday, I'm going to have a lazy Sunday anyway. Why not switch that out and actually just go for a nice walk somewhere, you know, take the dogs a walk somewhere or go somewhere nice in nature or have a, have a quick jog or whatever. Drop the bad habit, you know. Maybe you feel a pressure to, like, I don't know, do hair or makeup every day or, like, show up on Instagram or... I think that's been one thing for me, actually, is that I always put a pressure on myself when I started out doing the coaching. I was always thinking that I had to do, like, a video, like, every single day. And it was just exhausting. And I'm, like, I got to the point where I was uploading stuff just for the sake of uploading stuff. And I had to kind of think of... And I'm not ever really sure if this kind of became apparent or this was transparent to followers which was another reason I took myself away from that habit of uploading something every day was because I felt this pressure to just upload something so it wasn't kind of authentic it wasn't genuine for like it was about four weeks I think there was like a month where it was really bad and I was just putting up I was just like thinking of a topic and then going on and speaking about it but that's not why I started the page in the first place. The whole reason I started the page was to talk about my own experiences, my own perspectives of, of things that I'd been through and how it, what had helped me and how it could help other people. So I just felt like I became a bit disgenuine and I just thought, right, no, I need to stop this. If I'm not showing up authentically, then I'm not going to show up at all. And if that means not uploading a video for like four or five days, then so be it. I'd much rather have content that was filled with genuine value than just putting up content which was there for the sake of it kind of thing. So I guess that was my bad habit. Um, Another one is probably trying to stay off social media um, a little bit more and just give myself a little bit of a break because I think especially at the moment, you know, you're especially one thing I actually noticed was you know, kind of over Easter, a lot of people, I noticed a lot of people say that they didn't realise when Easter became such a big thing. Um, and they felt all of this pressure as being parents to like do these like big hampers or big parties or now if they didn't have Instagram, they would have been very happy just giving their children Easter eggs and going rolling eggs like what we used to do when we were younger. And they're not that there's anything wrong with doing more or less. That's not. I'm not making a, a, an assumption or judgment on that at all. It's entirely your own choice. But what I mean is the comparison that we make, and then we then judge ourselves and think, well, maybe we're not doing good enough. And it's only because we've seen that thing on Instagram. So if we're to drop that bad habit of comparing ourselves to other pages, I guess, and other people's lives, then you know the feeling, like the negative feeling, is no longer there. So if you drop a bad habit and it can really really have a good effect on your mental health um the last thing i would say which has massively helped me is to start journaling now if you're anything like me this falls on and off all of the time so like i'll start the week journaling and then it'll get really busy midweek and i will completely forget and then by the end of the week, I just feel totally unbalanced. I've got all these thoughts mixed up in my head. I've got all these worries about the future and what's going to happen. I've got fears. I've got things that upset me, things that I just need to release. And by the end of the week, I'm just totally out of alignment and out of balance. So I think this is one thing I would say and one thing personally for me when I'm like, right, I need to stay on top of this. I need to keep a hold of this. So that's one thing for me that I'm really going to make my main goal for the next quarter so I I'm gonna wrap up there I hope all of those things really kind of helped you 
or you related to a lot of it. Um, I would love if you guys could share, if you find some value in this podcast. Sending you lots of love, guys. I will talk to you next week. Remember and do those things that are better, best for you in the next quarter and have that mental and physical spring clean for yourself. Smash your goals. Make the most of the rest of the year. Sending you lots of love, guys. See you next week. Take care.